Welcome to Grieving Insomniacs. I am your host, Christy Haberman. I am glad you're here. Thanks for being a part of our community. A few disclaimers before we get started. I am a licensed therapist. However, this podcast is not to be considered mental health therapy or counseling. It is for entertainment purposes only and is not associated with my counseling practice, Christy Haberman Counseling Services. Thanks for showing up. Welcome to Grieving Insomniacs. This is your host, Christy Haberman and Kai the Wonder Dog. And today we are going to talk about what happens when things start going well and you're a grieving person and a grieving mother specifically, because that's what we focus on on here. So last week I talked to you guys about having a really bad, bad week. My bad week continued into the beginning of next week. And it's interesting how spontaneously bad things can be happening and good things can be happening at the same time. And so today, when I was trying to decide what I was going to do the podcast on, um, I pulled some tarot cards. I have told you guys this before that um, I do tarot card writing readings for myself. And part of the cards that I pulled today was about abundance. And so right now I do have a very abundantly full life. And part of that abundantly full life is doing this podcast. It has been so healing. I am so grateful for the people that listen to my podcast. There's 18 of you that listen to me regularly. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. Um, Thank you for doing so. And part of the reason why I've started moving into a happier time of life is because I really feel like this podcast is... Um, fulfilling some spiritual purpose of mine. I had a strong urge to start it almost as soon as Christopher died in 2011. Sometimes I give myself a hard time because I didn't start sooner. But I just didn't have the self-esteem or the confidence to, to pull it off. I thought that I didn't have anything worth sharing with anyone. And over those last 11 years especially in the last couple of years, that urge to start this podcast has really started to hit home. I wasn't happy in my life. I wasn't happy with my job until I started the podcast. And I have this sense of contentment that I haven't had in a very long time. But what they don't tell you is how to deal with grief when things are going well. And so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit today, kind of go through the process of what I am going, working through, and if there's any takeaways that will help you navigate some of these situations in your life. I just use my life as an example. It's not the way to live. I just hope that I give you ideas and ways that will help you cope and get through the difficult moments in your life. And don't get me wrong, I am still 
there is still one area of my life that I am having a very difficult time in. Unfortunately, the situation that occurred is out of my hands and into the hands of other people. And for someone like me that doesn't like to give up power, that is a very hard place to be. Which is part of why I pulled the cards I pulled today. And so, I am living an abundant life right now. My life is happy and fulfilled. But I also pulled the crossroad, crossroad card. And so it says I'm at a crossroad in my life. And that the choices I make now must be practical, not emotional. And I'm not at a dead end. And when that situation occurred last week, I really did feel like I was at a dead end. I felt like everything that I had worked for for the last 20 years was going to be taken away from me. It took me a little bit to pull myself out of that mindset and to realize that not everything is as bad as I thought it was going to be. And so as I'm moving through making these decisions in my life, what I started to realize is that you can be feel guilty about being successful when your child has died. My life is moving on. I'm good things are happening for me. And yet I feel guilty because that is true. And somehow I got to navigate through this and reassure myself that Christopher would want me to continue on with my life. He would want me to have good things happening in my life. And it's really hard to accept that because we as grieving parents, we almost punish ourselves because our children have died. I see it over and over again on Facebook and Instagram where people are posting that they feel like they did something wrong. That their children died because we committed the ultimate sin, which was our children died. And I do feel that way. So it's really hard to allow myself to have these good things happen. And getting excited about these good things. Like... And then I got to be careful not to self-sabotage myself because I've been known to do that also. So it's, it's at these times that I start to realize what a hard place it is to be a grieving mom. And I think this sometimes happened with our living children too, which is, is that sometimes you feel like you have to make all these sacrifices for your kids. You know, I can't buy something new for myself, especially when you don't have a lot of money. You know, it's like selfish to buy something new for yourself or you need to be focused on um, the children 100% of the time. You can't take time out to get your hair done to go shopping. I know I can, there's parents in my listening audience are going, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's us. That's us. But it's necessary. And I think it's necessary also in grief. And so I find myself constantly reassuring myself that Christopher would want this for me. 
He would not want me suffering. He wouldn't want me to stay in a bad place because he died. And so it's almost like these there's two warring thoughts going on. Which is interesting because one of the good thoughts was, and I don't want to go into too much detail about it, but I was approached about doing a different job. And that would entail moving away. It was just something somebody suggested. Hey, why don't you apply for this? And I started to, I started to think about it. And I got really excited because it's kind of an honor, right? That someone thinks that much of you that they would say that to you. So I was talking about it with my husband. And this is kind of how this works for me. And maybe it works for other people. But I really believe in signs. And communicating with Christopher on the other side. And sometimes I feel like he listens to these podcasts. And then he gives me feedback. I know that some people are like, that's really crazy. But that's just how I feel. I feel like sometimes that he sits there and guides me. And helps me talk about some of these topics. So anyway... So this morning I talked to my best friend and I was going in late to work. And we were talking about life changes. Like, would you ever move away? Would you ever do this? Would you ever do that? And I decided to turn on music. So for me and Christopher, our major means of communication is music. And there are some songs that play over and over again that remind me of Christopher. And I also have one that reminds me of my mom. Which the irony of is, is that I did not have a good relationship with my mom in life. So I really don't expect her to show up for me in death. You know, you can only be disappointed so many times in your life before you give up. And that's just where I am with my mom. Which makes this even weirder that all of this happened. So I'm thinking about these good things that are happening in my life. And Rolling in the Deep by Adele comes on. And that's a song that I had played for Christopher's funeral. Because it really spoke to me. The video speaks to me. And whenever I hear that song, I think to myself, um, that's Christopher. That's Christopher speaking to me. And it's all about, I don't know if she was talking about a lover or if she was talking about what she was talking about. for, But for me, it's, it's all about the loss of Chris. Especially about we could have had it all because I feel like it was taken away before, before we ever got to that point. He was 25. He was just starting to appreciate his parents again and he was taken away. And so rolling, on the deep, rolling in the Deep comes on. So that's my sign that Christopher's around. So I say, good morning, Christopher. Hello, how are you doing? And then Crystal Bauer Socks, Farmer's Daughter, comes on. So that's my song about my mom. Uh, 
It's not a very pleasant song. It's probably not very happy. Um, wasn't a very happy song, but definitely says to me, my mom is around. And I was like, why, why is she around? And why are they around together? That was the other thing. Why are they around together? But I really identified um, with that song and it really spoke to me about my mom. So now we got Christopher and my mom both talking to me through the music. I'm like, okay. And then Stay by Rihanna plays. And I was like, oh, okay. So the message is, is becoming clear to me that Christopher is saying, you need to stay. Not move away, stay here. And then Kid Rock, times like these, starts playing. And then I'm like, okay, that's crystal clear about, because there are no other songs like this. This is the time right here and right now, and you're not going to get it again. You're going to get this moment. This is the moment. And I had to think about that because I, I have a son that still lives here. I have grandchildren, and they are absolutely right. That being here in this moment right now is what matters. And they don't get to be here in these moments, right? They are with us spiritually, but they're not right here in these moments. And maybe, just maybe the lesson that they had for me was to appreciate the moments, including the bad moments, including the bad moments. Because there may become a time when you wish you had moment, bad moments and you wish you had good moments because that meant you were alive. And so maybe we don't appreciate being as alive as much as we should. And I think that might have been the message to me this week was you know, appreciate being alive. Be in the moment. Don't think about what could happen next week or two weeks from now or the bad situation I have going on. Um, don't think about those things. Just think about right now, this moment. So when I think about that, I think that is what Christopher is trying to tell me is that um, he's not going to take away from our good moments. And they celebrate those good moments with us. So as grieving parents, we got to kind of remember that. We got to remember that our children, no matter what age they are, they would only want good things for you. Because their souls are old. So even if they died as a baby, they would still only want good things for you. And they would want you to enjoy your life. And not to continue to punish yourself. 
And that's a really hard concept, I think, to accept as a grieving mom. But the societal messages that we have received about being parents, and we also live in a very blame-based society, that we're always looking to blame someone for something. I have some theories about that, but I won't share them on the podcast. I don't want to offend. But you really got to stop and think about if we stopped blaming ourselves for our children dying, where would we be in our grief? If we just took that one piece away, we just took the piece about blame away, where would we be? Would we be able to grieve? without the shame and guilt? Would we be able to do that? What if we took the shame away? Would we be able to grieve? So the difference between guilt and shame is guilt is that I feel like I violated some rule, some norm, um, some personal value. That's guilt. Shame is when you're made to feel bad about yourself. Unfortunately, in our society, there are many parents that parent from a place of shame. So parenting from a place of shame is, look what you have done. I'm so embarrassed to be around you. Those are some of the things my mom said about me. Um, she said like things like, you're an embarrassment in public. Why can't you look better? Why can't you wear why can't you wear your makeup and not look like a whore? You know, those are the kind of things my mom said to me. Those are very shame-based. So when you start seeing yourself through this lens of shame, that permeates everything. And so when it came to losing my child, well, yeah, I came from shame-based parenting. So, you know, I viewed myself through this lens of shame. Whereas opposed to if you parent from a place of appropriate parenting, you would say, you know, that behavior is not appropriate. So it's about the behavior. It's not about you. It's not about your character. And somehow in our society, parenting has become about your character. And so many people, when they come from shame-based parenting and they take in the messages from society and what we have as a result is um, we have shame-based grieving. And it's not fair. It is not fair. So what if you put that down for a while and really stop to think about what your kids would want from you? And that's what I've had to do this week because it's really hard to be happy and it's really hard to accept that good things can happen to me. 
that I deserve to have good things happen to me. Even though I had a child die. I'm going to speak at a conference. And part of what makes me unique and what makes me special, I believe, is that um, I have lost a child. That makes some experiences in some ways makes me better equipped to deal with some situations. But do I dare share that? Probably not. I don't know if I can do it without crying, even 11 years later. But at the same time, it goes back to this shame-based feeling that I have that if I told these people that I'd lost a child, I'd be something to be ashamed of. And I don't know if other people would feel this way, but I would really like to know. So if you do, leave me a message. If this message resonates with you, if any of the things I'm saying resonate with you, um, please leave me a message. Or if they don't, I want to hear that too. Because maybe there are people out there that have lost children and don't feel like they can't be happy. Maybe there's somebody out there like that. Maybe there's somebody out there that lets themselves have those full range of emotions when after the loss of their children. I'd really like to know, like, am I the only one? Am I the only one that feels this way? And it's kind of why I started the podcast, because in some ways I know, I know I'm not the only one. But then other times I wonder. And I would love to have any of you on my podcast to talk about some of these ideas. If you have the, takes a lot of courage. But there's an awful lot of support out there. I would love to hear from you. But I want you all to know that you deserve happiness. We really do deserve happiness. And we need to allow ourselves to have this happiness. So how am I going to work through it? I'm going to talk about it. Talking about it on the podcast with you all helps, like, so much. But I'm also going to talk to myself a lot. And I'm going to tell myself I deserve this. I deserve to be happy. And my bad thing that happened last week that is still being worked out, it'll work out. I have confidence it will work out. Doesn't always work out in your favor, but it will work out. And what do you do? You just go on. And if it doesn't work out in my favor, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. See, that's one thing that grief teaches you. 
I posted this on my Instagram. I absolutely hate it when someone says, oh, you've lost a child. You are so strong. I am not strong. I know how to survive. And if the bad thing that I fear happens, I know I will survive because I already have and I still do every day. I've learned that I am capable of surviving. And there's a difference between being strong and surviving. Why should I be strong too? That's the other thing. Why should I be strong? Why can't I be weak? If your perception is it's that I cry, why can't I be weak? Maybe we shouldn't label things as strong and weak. Because it's not weak to cry about my child. Gotta tell you, it takes immense bravery to put yourself out there. And there's other people out there doing their podcasts. And I applaud each and every one of you because I think you all are very, very brave to sit out there and talk about this. I know my family hates it. Not my husband and my son, but my extended family hates it. They want me to be quiet, go into a corner. But my thoughts are... If you had behaved better, maybe you wouldn't end up on my podcast. They didn't like it when I wrote my book. Because they ended up on my pot in my book. <laughs> what? I mean, they're my life experiences. They're my experiences. You don't have to agree with them. So we're about at the end of this podcast again today. I want to thank everyone that listens to me each week. I really enjoy doing the podcast. It's really, it's really, really helpful. We woke Kai up, so evidently there was something I said that triggered her also. Thank you for listening. If you ever have any feedback for me, please reach out. Grievinginsomniacs at gmail.com. Grievinginsomniacs on Facebook. Grieving Insomniacs on Instagram, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your stories, and I would love to know, are you similar to me? Are you different from me? What kind of experiences are you having? So I had written in my journals for years and years and years. A couple of years ago, I was convinced I was going to die, and I did not want anybody to read my journals, so I burnt them all. <laughs> So I have a feeling those journals would have had a lot of show ideas. But if you have any, please just reach out, even if it's just a short email, and say, I would like you to discuss this. And I'll discuss it. And if I don't know anything about it, I'll discuss that too. I'll do the best I can. So thank you for listening. Kai and Christy are signing off. You have a good week. Allow yourself to be happy this week. Just about one thing. Can you allow yourself to feel those good feelings? Do it for you. Do it for your kids. Do it for your kids that are in heaven. They love you and want you to be happy. Have a great week. <laughs>